knows about the Lord's arrival. The Savior's name is Jesus Christ, for he became a sacrifice to save us from the wrath of God by preaching in the synagogue, by dying on the cross for us to save us from our sinful lust. Yeah. So read the Bible and cry out the Savior's holy name. And once you're born again, all new, you'll never be the same. You won't be carrying all of your heavy sinful weight, because Jesus paid it all. Then it might change your fate. Not everyone. Well, welcome to this edition of Coffee House Theology, where we discuss God, theology, and all things pertaining to life. Over cups of coffee, I am your host, Jose Ruiz, and I'm joined by... Josiah Ruiz, your co-host. And in this uh, episode, we are uh, going to take a break from Slaying Leviathan. And what are we going to be discussing, Josiah? Uh, we're going to be talking about um, the, the song I wrote recently, which many of you have seen or, or heard, and then memorizing scripture. Okay. Yeah, I want to thank you guys for... Uh, watching uh th it's the most viewed uh video i think it all i don't it beat your uh and the interview i did with you um oh, yeah. so it, it's got like last i checked 115 views so uh thank you guys so much uh like it share it um it all helps with the algorithms um and uh thank you for writing that song for me it was really was uh it is moving and i love it and i love you buddy I love you too, i'm man. glad that god brought you in my life <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh well first uh what is your writing process uh, i mean uh those of you who don't know uh josiah has been singing since he's little um He's been, uh, uh, I have songs that, uh, he doesn't want me to put out anywhere. No, so I don't. Absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> if anybody would have written them, they would not want it shared either. <laughs> hey, but you were developing. Okay. So, <laughs> um, what, what is, what is your writing process? What, how do you come up with songs like that? Like the one we just, that you just recorded and, we put on on youtube well uh, i usually start with an idea of what the song is going to be about like i've heard from alex who's been on the podcast he said he'll think of the melody first and then he'll add words to it for me it's the other way around he, he writes songs uh i th think so i haven't heard any of his songs but I, okay. he's told me he plays guitar and stuff um which he did at his graduation by the way he was playing a song on guitar for his graduation ceremony okay. uh, that he did at his house. But uh, for me, it's the opposite. I think of the idea and the lyrics for the song, and then after messing around and experimenting, I come up with the melody for the song. And then after that, I mean, I might not want to get too complicated because I don't even understand music theory all that well, but I'll figure out what key the song is in. I'll uh, play it on my ukulele. That's what I've been doing lately. And then I'll add other instruments in the background. But was the harmonica you? Yes. And that drum box, right? Or whatever I, I honestly don't know what it's called. Well, it's a box and it sounds like a drum. So drum we'll box. just go with drum box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what other instruments are on there? Because uh, there's I'm bass not. guitar, there's harmonica, there's uh, ukulele, and then the, the drum box. That's it. Okay, so you did the bass too. Mm. Wow. Um, 
And what other songs are you working on right now? Well, I wrote a song for my mom a while ago. It's a Mother's Day song that I didn't sing until Christmas. Uh, but I, maybe it'll be out by Mother's Day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be a special event. That's right. Mother's Day. Late Mother's Day. Um, well, she just heard it a cappella, but what, what, so with this, like, how do you come up with the kind of music that you want? How do you... You mean like the other instruments? Or? Yeah, like how do you... You hear a beat or what? Yeah, how, yeah. how does that I work? I kind of hear a beat and like I said, I experiment with it. If it doesn't sound good, no, I'm not going to add that. If it sounds good, oh yeah, I'll add that. So, okay, it's pretty and, cool. And you have uh, uh, another song, right? Uh, mm -hmm. What's the other one you're working on? Uh, it's a song called calvinism uh i know that's a touchy subject for some people some people don't like hearing about calvinism or arminianism but i think that while it can be a divisive issue between people like someone that's arminian someone that's calvinist their friends their family but they have a disagreement i still firmly believe in the doctrines of grace so i, I just want to make a song and, and share that in a melodic way. Hmm. Um, and what kind of, like, you know, earlier we had your rap, right? So is it rap? Is it what kind of genre? I honestly don't know what genre my music is because I don't, I don't. Well, it's like an eclectic, it's alternative, it's. It might be alternative. I, I honestly don't know. I don't have a particular style. Like the rap is not like the rest of the songs. The the other the songs I'm writing right now, other than the rap, are similar. I actually, your rap kind of sounds uh, a little to me like um, the the OC Orange County Supertones. Oh, okay, kind of like that. Because um, the horns, or yes, yes, so. Yeah, that one I did entirely with GarageBand. I used the pre-recorded sound effects for the rap. But for my other songs, I want to do as much natural instrument playing as possible. Okay. Okay. Um, are you going to do... Are you going to finish that depression song? Yes. Yes. Uh, do you have words for that? Or I yeah, I, that. I, do, I do. But that I honestly don't remember them by heart. And... I don't want to spoil it. Uh, when it's when it's out, then yeah, you you guys will be able to hear it uh, when it's a finished product. Because I don't, it, it's kind of, I don't know if other songwriters have this problem, but it's like cringy me, for me to hear my own music or share it with anybody unless it's actually done. That's why I didn't share the song with you till I had finished it. Okay, but then you put music to it. You didn't have the music. Yeah, well, I, I was playing at ukulele live for you. I don't. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that is true. But it didn't have all the other bass no. and. It'd be so. nice if I had a band. So anybody that's at the church, <laughs> that'd be interested. Yeah, in yeah. Um, or anywhere else, you can move out here and. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll feed you. <laughs> And you have a tiny house. They can all sleep. 
like four or five people could sleep, you know. Yeah, on the cold floor. <laughs> Who we'll insulated for them? Oh, Who we'll put okay. down the floor that you have? Okay. Um. Yeah, Josiah has a lot of supplies, so uh, you know, and uh, yeah, we have some uh, bug out food, uh, uh, prepper food. Um, I think we can get MREs, right? If you're out there, please don't, don't <laughs> try to move out here for that. <laughs> MREs are delicious, I hear. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, what, uh, what verse did you, uh, or what book or whatever did you memorize? Uh, I have Philemon memorized. That's the one I was going to recite today. Okay. And Philemon is before Hebrews. Oh. It's at, like you made me memorize the order of the books of the Bible. So when people honestly don't know the books of the Bible, I'm like, oh. uh, I forgot the books of the no, Bible. No, no, no. I, I wasn't making fun of you. I'm not making fun of anybody that doesn't know the books of the Bible, but it's just like hard to see. And they're like, where's Revelation? Where's. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I made you memorize it. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot the order. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> All right. Do what uh, he says, not what he does. <laughs> so you're gonna uh quote uh Philemon, right? Yeah. Okay. So Alright. Um whenever you're ready. <clears throat> me, 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 me. I'm not saying it. So <laughs> Philemon or uh Paul, a is prisoner for wait. Is it Philemon or Philemon? When you first taught me it, the order of the Bible, I swear you said Philemon. But I've well, heard some, many people you say know, tomato, 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 right? I say Philemon. That I stuck with that. Okay. Okay, so, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Apphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers. Because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Accordingly, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required, yet for love's sake I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an old man, and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus whose father I became in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been glad to keep him with me in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I preferred to do nothing without your consent, in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but of your own accord. For this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bondservant, but more than a bondservant, as a beloved brother especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, to say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Um... Oh, that's what I was supposed to say. I'm sorry. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. 
confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing you will do even more than I say. At the same time, prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that through your prayers I will be graciously given to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends greetings to you. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Yeah, I kind of blundered in the middle. Yeah, uh, just uh, the refresh part. Oh. Um, but other than that, wow. So what is the letter about? Philemon, uh, <laughs> Onesimus. He's pleading that, uh, that uh, Philemon be gracious and receive Philemon, or, uh, Onesimus back to him. As because Paul is sending him, and hey, he was a slave. Yeah, he was a slave, right? And he uh, now he's uh, a brother in Christ. Yeah. So, uh, how, how do you do? You just use repetition. Yeah. How do you memorize? I, I just use repetition. There are people that I've I've heard. I just never could pick it up. The technique of like. Look, imagining yourself in a mansion, and you look in a room, and in there, a mansion, yeah, like there's a, you can look this up. It's a memory method. I can't, I don't know what it's called, but they remember they see like this this house or a mansion. They look to the left. There's a room, and that's where the memory is for whatever song, book, language, whatever they're memorizing. Okay, and in the next room, they do the same thing, and so on. Me, I just do repetition. That sounds easier than imagining a man. There's a, uh, uh, like uh, I think it's for magic. Uh, well, there's there's mnemonics. Yeah, mnemonics is, um, oh, what's the guy? Uh, he's really old. He's a magician. Um, Juan Tamaris. No, no, no. Uh, he did mnemonica, which is a stack deck. Um. A memorized deck uh but uh oh my gosh he would be on talk shows he's old he's really old um uh he grew up in new york and he um he had like memory dynamics or something he he did the memory book um and so i i, I still remember uh back in the day hearing his cassette and it's talking about uh the way he memorizes names and things so um he pictures something very outrageous oh yeah i've heard of that too so like baseball bats growing from trees um the the seven you know like the seven doors hanging from those bats and they they have a sausage in the other hand so it's it's and that's pretty much uh really like the list that i still remember it <laughs> um uh but yeah it, it's it was uh, uh i forget his name oh my goodness um uh, i see his face uh he's really old he's in his 90s um but he would go on like johnny carson and those uh uh night shows and he would like memorize everybody's name in the audience wow so i mean and quick 
because he would associate them. Uh, I, I, you know, if if the person had a big nose, he he somehow anchored the name with the nose, like a feature of theirs, and then he would use that to memorize their name. And um, so there's there's you know there's mnemonics there's you know putting it to something outrageous uh you don't use that you just use no. them rope no fashion method the rope mm -hmm. yeah How whatever helps you, you? Uh, if you need to picture somebody's nose to <laughs> memorize the word of god by all means do it but for me that doesn't work okay okay yeah like um i use that memory thing uh the memory app um i used to be able to memorize like i had such a good uh, and i can't say had as in past tense uh i had such a great uh uh photographic memory really like i could i could see a book remember where it's at um i can you know it was like i could see the page i could see you know i could i could i had so many quotes from like i could read a spurgeon book and i would remember all kinds of quotes from it um my memory's not the same that it used to be um uh there's a thing i wanted to buy on amazon um speaking you know we were speaking uh was it last week on joe rogan uh there's a like a alpha memory booster thing that he kind of endorses and it helps your memory and Is focus it yeah it's like a supplement i was thinking of getting that because your dad's getting old <laughs> so uh yeah i i i still you know like i I, I asked you about so there's verses i i memorize or i know and i know how they go so uh i'm more paraphrasing now than than really uh saying it word for word um but uh i, I want to be more where i it's it's word for word you know i want to um and i used to be able to do that so well but now it's harder for me it's hard like i use that app and i'm trying to memorize i'm still on second john <laughs> so uh it, it's not uh the memory's not what it used to be and so um yeah but you know we need to get the word of god in us um you know uh sin like i said i told you before sin will keep you from the bible and the bible will keep you from sin because when you store god's word in your heart you store it so that you may not sin against god and uh we don't want to offend our god we don't want to uh you know grieve the spirit so uh, the more you know about God's word, the more you are able to use it as what is was intended. It's a sword. It's a sword to which you could do battle with against the lies of the enemy. You know, uh, 
your brother texted me and said, uh, you know, I need to preach the gospel to myself. I told him to read Romans um, because that's the gospel. Uh, we're teaching through Galatians and uh, preaching through that book is such a blessing for me because it, it, it's we always want when we fail, when we fall in sin, we think, okay, God doesn't love us, right? But there's nothing the scripture says in in Romans 8, and I, I want to read that because I can't quote it. Um, but in Romans 8, it says... Verse 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will we also not with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Remember, I, I, I talked about justification. And, and it's a declaration. God sees us as if we never sinned because by faith in by placing our faith in the finished work of jesus christ his righteous life is credited to our account that's imputed righteousness so god declares or reckons us as if we never sinned so who can bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Christ Jesus is praying for his elect. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation are you part of creation yeah yeah anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus so the bible says if our hearts condemn us greater than our hearts is God. Right? Mm -hmm. So when you fail God, you feel like you, you're a failure and God doesn't love you. That's a lie. Because right here, it says nothing can separate you from the love of God. Right? If you love God, and you love Jesus Christ, and you, there's nothing you can do or not do to earn a right standing. It is solely through faith. Now, 
when you're talking about uh being renewed and sanctified that's a different thing right sanctification is you growing in holiness right but salvation and god setting his affection on you nothing will change that now unless you're a reprobate apostate that that denies and hates god right um that's different but if you love jesus and you stumble you fall you even dive into sin i mean you gotta wrestle with scripture scripture says clearly of the man that was sleeping with his stepmom it says that to put him out paul gives the instructions to deliver him to satan that his flesh be destroyed but his soul be saved think about that for a second see we don't we don't wrestle with scripture we don't really wrestle with what it says it's saying something contrary to uh what we somehow feel or or maybe uh you know culturally we were brought up a certain way um it goes against the norm right like it here in america most christians are very legalists because they add to god's law things that are not in his word right they make things thin, that are not sin sin Right, and I talked about that on Sunday, um, and, and, and a lot of times that's what makes people feel condemned, and it's not because it's coming from God's word. But here, yes, uh, the Bible tells us that the 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 person that sins is a slave to sin, right? But yet the Bible says. That if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? So when Jesus died for our sins, he died and he separated them from us, right? Never to remember. So that's our past, present, and future sins. Christ died for all of my sin, even the ones I'm still to commit. So Christ died to set me free to destroy the works of the devil, to release me from the bondage of sin, and in spite of my liberty and the new heart and the new mind, and if I still sin, that sin myself i cannot separate myself from the love of god in christ jesus that reminds me when i was uh in the hospital there was this atheist well he said he was a satanist this kid he uh we were talking about god and he told me that the bible says that if you sin even once after becoming a christian you are cut off from christ I don't know where he got the scriptural support from that, but mm -hmm. there isn't any, obviously. But 
he that's what he was saying he said and so i asked him then god set an impossible standard and he said yeah god is a mess up and this and that and just the passage you quoted right now about um it was in first john i believe chapter two verse one where he says that even if we sin god is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness uh first john one seven oh well first john yeah first john um listen to this this is the only time you are severed from christ okay uh verse uh one of chapter five of galatians says for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery look i paul say to you that if you accept circumcision which was law right christ will be of no advantage to you i testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law verse 4 you are severed from christ you who would be justified by the law you have fallen away from grace that reminds me uh, when i was reading hebrews it, it mentions that uh in hebrews 6 i believe it talks about a falling away from faith or from yes. grace and i was worried about that yeah well because again who is he writing to in hebrews the hebrews yes the hebrews were jews yeah the hebrews practice animal sacrifices and they were being pulled away to go back to that to go back to the shadow instead of the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world so in hebrews he's giving them the warning that if they're going back to law if they want to be covered their sin covered by the blood of bulls and goats then they trample underfoot the blood of the son of god and they are severed from christ a lot of people say well that's a backslider and you can go no Hebrews 6 says you cannot come back. So you can't even apply it to a backslider. Folks, we need to know what we're, what, you know, when we're talking about the Bible, we, we got to know the context. We have to know what it's saying. And we can't try to rig it and jam it into our theological belief. We have to see if our theological belief comports with Scripture, if it aligns with Scripture. So uh, Hebrews 6 is on par with Galatians 5. It's saying the same thing. They're going to a law, circumcision, right, that was given to Abraham, right? An external sign, right? Uh, of a covenant while God instituted in his law that to to kill animals right it's the same thing you're going back to law you're going to the 
the you know the law was a guardian our tutor to lead us to christ it, it shows us our sinfulness it shows us our need for a savior you know so if you want to live by the law then you are severed from christ you are uh you want to be made right with god by the law and you got to keep the whole thing and that's that's where if you break one then you've broken them all right but we don't live under the law we are under the grace of christ we are saved by the grace of god right but the law instruct us on what's good what's holy what's righteous right so love uh for neighbor is not harming my neighbor so i won't violate god's law and the only way i know when i violate god's law is because the law says right so um yeah so that's uh that's why we memorize scripture that's why we store his word in our heart so that we know how to combat the lies of the devil that many times comes through people right so um we need to very important to memorize scripture to know scripture um so that we can apply it and we can battle the evil one uh, with his lies and attacks because he comes he comes and he attacks our mind but that's why you need to be rooted in the truth of the word the truth of the gospel that we are uh saved and justified declared righteous uh he says in verse 16 yet we know of galatians chapter 2 yet we know that a person is not justified is not declared righteous or is not made right with god by works of the law but through faith in jesus christ so we also have believed in christ jesus in order to be justified by faith in christ and not by works of the law because by works of the law no one will be justified so again we are justified by faith alone in christ alone always and if you fail god and you sin you fail to do something or you do something nothing can separate you from the love of god if you know who jesus christ is if you know he died for sinners and you are a filthy sinner you are a wretch like myself like josiah then christ died for you christ died for the ungodly see the problem with the pharisees is they didn't see themselves as sinners everybody else was a sinner gentile sinners yeah like when when uh jesus taught that 
I think it was a parable where the the Pharisee says, "I'm I'm grateful. I'm not like that man." Yes, and, exactly. And uh, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that the man that wouldn't even look up, he went to his home justified. Jesus Christ preached the message of justification by faith alone. And that's the message that every pastor and every street preacher and everybody that's witnessing and giving the gospel, they need to preach the message of justification by faith alone. We, we don't preach a gospel when we say, hey, accept Jesus into your heart. No, you need to repent of your sins and put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ and what he did. A lot of times we say, hey, you know, believe in Jesus. Don't go dancing. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't do that. That's not the gospel. You don't find the apostles preaching that. Repent. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? So they never preached the way most people share Christ today. And Christ will improve your flight. Christ will make your life better. Here's the seven keys to a happy marriage. That's not the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus Christ, the sinless one, died in a sinner's place as a perfect substitute. And that if you believe in him and in his resurrection, that you put your faith and trust in what he did, that his righteous life will be credited to your account. He who knew no sin was made sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And that's Galatians 5. Do you know it? All right, here we get, is it the, I think it's Second Corinthians 5, 21. No. Are you talking about, uh, he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf, so in him we make Yeah. Uh, it's Galatians. Not that. This is Romans. Oh, yeah. Uh, Galatians. What, what passage were you saying? Second Corinthians 5.21. I think you're right. Oh, man. See? My memory's going bad. <laughs> See? I know it, but I don't know where it's at. Uh, first Corinthians. No, no, second Corinthians. Second Corinthians? Yeah. I think you're right. That's uh, the one thing I hate about getting old. Uh, therefore okay yes for, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God uh, I think I memorized it in New King James so that's the way I quoted it uh, 2 Corinthians 5 21 you are right Josiah yeah 
so it's not Galatians. <laughs> My bad. Um, but yes, that's that's the message of the gospel. Uh, so what are we preaching? Are we preaching life enhancement? Are we? Is Jesus your life coach? You know that we, uh, you know, hire. We add to our life so that you know we can learn Pilates and uh, yoga. And no, he's our savior, and he died as a substitute. You know the doctrine of the perfect substitutionary atonement of Christ on our behalf, on the behalf of sinners, God's elect. Right? Um, you saw that Romans eight says, "Who shall bring a charge against God's elect?" Right? Well, we hope uh, that uh, this episode was a blessing. Uh, we're trying to keep it under an hour. Um, so, uh, remember guys, uh, theology matters. What you believe about God affects how you live your life. So please, uh, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on rumble, uh, on Spotify, look us up under coffee house theology. Um, and, uh, really do share. The way you can help us is by sharing our content um, on your Facebook, on your Instagram, Twitters, whatever, um, you know, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Share it with the people you love and even the people you don't. And until next time, theology matters. What you believe about God affects how you live your life. Peace. God bless.